This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. With the number of people being released in the United States under current law, would it go down no matter how much you increased your budget? Um, uh, and it would not, as uh, they said. Do you agree, yes con- or no? Uh, Congressman, if I understand your question correctly, when individuals are in the United States and they make a claim right. for asylum. So the number would not go down is the answer, right? Yes or no. That's what they said, and I think you just answered it. It would not go down. Um, the only plan that you offer, the plan you just offered, is to process aliens faster and encourage more to come. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Rock on, shit, man. Rock on, man. Rock on. You gave him what for? News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. And, uh, yes, I'll, I'll, uh, very obviously at some point discuss the raccoons in Austin. That's coming up in a little bit. We have an outbreak of raccoon bites in Austin. Don't pet them. Don't take selfies with them, you hippie idiots. Anyway, that's coming up. But I'd like to first and foremost read you a quote. This is a quote from your president, from our president, uh, this this quote is now a, a matter of historical record. This quote may be on a piece of marble someday. And when Mr. Glasgow goes to visit uh, uh, D.C. as he is wont to, uh, he may be standing before a monument to Joe Biden with this quote etched, carved into marble stone, marble stone uh, for all folks to see that this this is this is joe biden the president of the united states of america what powerful words these are powerful words i am also sending to congress a comprehensive package of that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the russian oligarchs and make sure that we take their Take their ill-begotten gains. We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and all their ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracies. Ha. Ha ha. But these are bad guys. So said the President of the United States of America in the year 2022. Someday a chapter in history. Ha! Ha ha! Two and zero, uh, your response. Two and zero. <laughs> that's, that's the President of the United States. And, uh, you know, I'm not being a jerk when I say this. And, I, you know, my mom is 89 years of age. In fact, happy birthday, Willie. Both my mom and my and, and Willie Nelson are now uh, 89 years of age. You know, and I, I, it, 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 I'm not embarrassing my mom by saying this. She's, you know, at that stage in life where, you know, she's got some issues going on with memory and, and, and 
cognitive abilities. And uh, I saw my mom yesterday, and you know, I, my mother can. She knows what's going on in the news. She can form a complete sentence. She, you know, she's she's aware. He's not. He's further down the road than my mom is. I'm sorry to say that. That sounds like a, again like I'm an a hole, but I'm just being honest. And he's still active. He's the president of the United States of America. He couldn't say the word kleptocracy, which, uh, if you do the etymology, is very obviously kleptomaniacs. It's about stealing from the people. Kleptocracy. I, frankly, had never heard the word before uh, in my life, although I was able, able to discern what it meant. But what's disturbing about kleptocracy being in this speech is, uh, Chris, I think you they, they practice this. Dude practice this. Which means the dude had seen the word before. I think they probably practice with him right up until the moment he goes out. I think that's sometimes why he's so freaking late. Is because he ain't getting it and they're still practicing. So, understand, it's highly possible, and this is just me thinking out of my butt here. I could be totally wrong. But uh, uh, it's highly possible that, you know, he'd read this speech over and over and over again. It's quite possible that moments before he went out to the podium, he had read this speech aloud. He's seen this word. This wasn't the first time he'd seen this word in this script. And it was like the first time he'd seen this word in the script. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. You know, uh, dude is not, and I, you know, I'm, I'm s- sort of starting to slide into the column of elder abuse here at this point. Um, he, he apparently, there's nobody in on his side of things apparently who gives a crap that he goes out there and uh, does this. I mean, it's, it's not, it, it's, it. We're, we're getting to the not funny part. Now we we've all had a good role here up until this point, making fun of his gaffes and his he he's always screwed up what he's trying to say, you know. And and it's not because he had a childhood stutter. You know what? I started my talk radio career in Delaware. I covered Joe Biden all the time. I heard all kinds of audio from then Senator Joe Biden. Never heard him stutter once. Uh, so that this crap that suddenly he, that he's been you know dealing with this childhood stutter his whole life, bull crap. All right, he's in mental decline. He's got early onset something. All right, because the one thing Joe Biden was always very good at, as far back as I can remember, as far as knowing of him and covering him, is he was great at bluster. He could blust. He could blust, man. <laughs> you know, he could speak in complete sentences. He could uh, he could act the part. You know, he could get it out there. He could read the script. You know, it, there was no stuttering. There was no screwing up his words. All right, he just he he's just a bit of a dumbass, and so sometimes his mouth runs before his you know while his brain is still trying to catch up to him. You know, I was on the air during the whole, you know, you go into any convenience store, you're going to hear an Indian accent, days, all right? Uh, that That's not that's somebody whose mouth is, is about, you know, 100 yards ahead of their brain. That ain't a stutter. That's being a creep. That's being a jackass. It's being a clod. 
And ultimately what Joe Biden is is a clod, okay? But right now he is a freaking clod in mental decline. Obviously. And yet they're shoving him out there day after day after day after day, just hoping and praying maybe we'll get through this day without something we have to deal with tomorrow. And, you know, as far as uh, acquiring acquiring the ill-begotten, it's ill-gotten, sir. Nobody's begatting anybody, okay? Jesus and Jehoshaphat aren't showing up on a Russian yacht, okay? I'm just saying. Uh, you know, I, I does 180 odd, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I think what's going on is, and it, this is kind of sad. And I, I think we saw a smidge of this. We saw a, a bit of this when Obama was in town and he couldn't shut up about himself. And remember that famous bit of video that we have now of everybody swarming around Obama and Biden, who is the president of the United States, just kind of doddering about not knowing what to do. No one's talking to him. Remember the other time where he finished up and he put his hand out there to shake no one's hand? And uh, But I, I think that the people behind Joe Biden, whether they're bureaucrats, members of his own can, uh, cam, uh, uh, cabinet, or members of his own family, wow, they just still need him to be president for whatever reasons. They need him to be president more than they're concerned about a person who is obviously in some kind of mental decline. Hunter Biden can run his his you know his ashen lips all he wants about how much he loves his old man, but he loves what his old man does for him more obviously or maybe he would step forward and say, "Hey dad, maybe some of his wife, maybe some you know th- this is bordering on cruel and i have not a lot of feeling or empathy for a guy like joe biden he's a scumbag but you know what this is getting a little sad hunter it's getting a, getting a little dark hunter's huh? enjoying the ill-begotten gains he's enjoying he is the ill-begotten gains right the place in malibu <laughs> Uh, Chinese weirdos, you know, buying his crappy art for millions of dollars. You know, I mean, come on. Irregardless. Irregardless, right. Ill-begotten. 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 Um... You know, I... I I, I don't know. I I think what happened here... Actually, let me take a break, and then I'll tell you what I think has happened here. It's not a new opinion. You've heard me say this before, but call me up uh, if you have any thoughts or reactions. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Jack Riccardi celebrating 100 years of service on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Hi. Talking about the president. And then we'll also get to the disinformation governance board Jeez. but you know we were talking about how the president is very obviously in some kind of decline oh we also got to get to the teachers being the center of the culture wars and don't do that that's such a meanie head thing don't be such meanie heads towards the teachers but we we're talking about the bite the, the president's obvious decline look yeah, folks sorry <laughs> um 
here's what I think happened. I, I, you know, honestly, I, this is what I think happened. I think uh, they they didn't realize just how bad Joe was going to be. Uh, I think when they cheated this election, allegedly, uh, in uh, at, at the end of the Trump era, um, which I do believe they did, I, I do believe they cheated that election. I believe they felt that Joe Biden was a safe bet in that uh, he was a, 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 because these are racists, these are pure racists. Think about that. Uh, and the, the, the politics of identity are, they're just, they're, they're obsessed with it. So uh, here's, a, here's a guy who's an old white guy like Donald Trump. Uh, Kamala, Buttigieg, all the others on the stage there just are not, they're not, there's no way they're going to make it. We can't, in other words, we can't cheat well enough to get Kamala in. We can't cheat well enough to get Pete Buttigieg in. But we can cheat just enough to get Joe in. And so they were kind of stuck with him. And, uh, Obama said it, uh, famous, infamously now, that never underestimate Joe's ability to blank things up. And so they got Joe, but I don't think they realized just how bad or, or how badly in decline Joe Biden was. And at this point, and they got Kamala, and I don't think they estimated just how bad she was going to be. I think Kamala had a great ride in California because uh, of a extended version of the Emperor Wears No Clothes. I, I think they probably secretly knew what a moron, a, a complete inept moron she is in california but they're so freaking woke and politically correct nobody ever said anything about it and uh, uh because she's black she's black and she's a woman not that being a woman matters to the left anymore and so she had a pretty smooth ride in california now she goes to the show and it's painfully obvious uh you know what a what a what a moron she is and so they're stuck with a guy in mental decline and a moron and the, the numbers are just t- terrible. I, I don't think the the, Demo- the power brokers in the Democratic Party ever truly realized just how bad this was going to be. And it's that bad, and it's, it's beyond that bad. All right. So what do they do? <laughs> you know, I, I think they're scrambling. Yeah, to, again, sort of take from Scripture, he's a millstone around their neck, and they just got tossed into the river. But he is the president. They got the only other person they have that they could swap him out for is Kamala Harris, whose numbers I believe are even lower than his. They see November on the horizon. Oh, holy crap! What are we gonna do? They see November on the horizon. Yeah, and they see they see the next presidential cycle on the horizon. They see DeSantis. DeSantis was doing town halls with Laura freaking Ingram. People love Ron DeSantis. People love Greg Abbott, but they really love DeSantis. And they're they're terrified. They don't, they're they're losing it. And then Musk buys Twitter. Oh, holy crap! <laughs> oh, holy crap! And Musk is out there, and I guess he, he tweeted something earlier today. Uh, you know, that uh, he's he's mentioned this a couple times now that he's being vocal about Twitter. Look, I'm probably going to piss off Republicans as much as I'm pissing off, going to piss off Democrats. You're you're both going to see stuff in a free speech zone that you're not going to like because that's free speech. So they've lost, in their minds, they've lost Twitter. And uh, perhaps Twitter was a... A, a, and social media in general is a major tool uh, 
for the Democrats in cheating this past election. So, man, they are—they don't know what to freaking do, man. I really think it's that cheap. That's why they got Mayorkas and this Jankowitz chick now uh, going to be uh, dealing with this disinformation governance board out of DHS. They got to shut this crap down, man, and they got to do it soon. I don't. I, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they just start digitally animating Biden. You know what I mean? They, they, they don't. After yesterday, they got to start. At some point, you're going to realize that that the you know Biden looks like Robert De Niro in that last crappy Scorsese flick. You know where they try to make him look 30 years younger. You know what I mean? They're going to say it's a new type of video product, projection, but it's really just going to be That's a hologram. That's what they, they will. Oh no no. No, no, Peter. No, you know we we've just advanced, okay, in our technology, okay, uh, and so maybe a few wrinkles in the president's face have disappeared, Peter, Julie, yeah, okay, but it's just uh, you know technology marches on, and our cameras are better now. That's all. Uh, next question. Remember how crappy De Niro looked in that movie? It looked. I couldn't even get through that movie. Well, I can't remember the name of it now. The Irishman. The Irishman. That movie sucked. That movie was freaking awful. That movie looked like a freaking cheap ass video game. At some point, they'll start. That's what Biden will start looking like because he's not even there. They're just digitally inserting him. I tell you. All right, what are you thinking? Well, raccoons coming up next, and gay Pete Buttigieg two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSa. Yeah. Yeah, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA 938. It's Friday. Uh, I'm Sean. Uh, just a programming note here, which this really has more to do with my coworkers than anybody listening. But I, I'm, I'm returning to the studio on Monday. Uh, Mr. Glasgow and Mr. Morgan. I shall be coming back to the studio. I shall be physically present at KTSA beginning monday and we'll I be able to get your show. your right. showering and riding your daily show. well right yeah we, we have some stipulations before you can come back I, chris and i talked about this when we caught wind and did we ever catch wind of you coming back to the studio uh we decided I, to come up with a list of demands that you have to meet in order to come back number one on the list is that you have to bathe regularly I look, Mr. Man, okay, one of the selling points about me coming back is this is my reemergence into the world. I've spent most of the past month and a half, two months in this living well, room. Well, I haven't seen you since and December, I, I don't think. You haven't seen me. None of you guys, well, Chris has seen me, but you haven't seen me since December. Right. And frankly, yes, the bathing thing kind of became secondary and then third, and it kind of kept moving down the list there, you know, as I went through stuff. Well, more, more like a, ooze down the list. And then the ooze started <laughs> yeah, oozing. It may have left a big greasy stain. And, and then came the chafing. Yeah, and uh, and, and so I, one of the selling points of coming back to the studio is that I will have a reason now to bathe on a regular basis. In fact, last night I, in fact, did take a shower. Wow. By myself, with no nurses helping me. And uh, so I... I I will be bathed when I show up on Monday, and I will not. The other thing I will do, and then you can tell me your, your stipulations, is I will not actually wear my jammy pants into into the All studio. Right. Well, there's, there's, that's t- you address two of our concerns right there. Pants. Right. I may not wear underwear. Now, don't push it, because I'm talking to my executive producer earlier, 
And uh, I said one of the other selling points is I have to show off my new skinny look to, you know, everybody at the station. And Elaine's like, you know, uh, hey, they're, they're just a couple of dudes here and me. That's it. You know, and uh, and then it is, in fact, uh, National Zipper Day. You know, I do the holiday thing on, on the Wear and Rima show. Mm-hmm. And we were making zipper jokes. And it came out in my text conversation with my executive producer that, I have not, in fact, worn underwear in several months either. That's, you know, not – I will be wearing underwear. I will wear the chonies as well. So you have a reason to shower. I love you and respect you both. You have a reason to shower, so now we just need to have a, make, come up with a reason for you to wear underwear. Yes, well, you know, this is my life, okay? Last night, my wife and I are walking uh, into the HEB, and I asked her if she would hold my phone and my wallet for me. Because when I put them in my Spider-Man jammy pockets, it drags down my pants, and I wasn't wearing any underwear, and I didn't want to crash anybody at Walmart or uh, H-E-B. Well, I mean, because if I if I'm not wearing underwear and I and the drawstring has been lost, I none all my drawstrings are gone, all my damn drawstrings are gone, and so if I put the phone and the wallet in the jammy pants, it pulls the pants down. And then, and do, then uh, do people start approaching you asking you plumbing questions and refrigerator right. repair questions? No, but in the from the back of the room, you hear this little kid's voice go, Mommy, they're selling bags of beefaroni over there. Look. Beefaroni. <laughs> How sick. Oh, my God. Beefaroni. <laughs> well, you're going to be seeing some Chef Boyardee yeah, come well, Monday, you know, pal. Right. No, I've decided I'm going to start working from home now. It smells no, like no, spaghetti. No, no, it's too late. No, 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 you guys can't go home. Nope, 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 nope. Everybody stays. Actually, I'm not even here Monday. You're not? Oh, wait, no, that's the following. Well, then forget Sorry. showering. No, the ninth. I'm not going to do it no, for you. No, the ninth. Oh. I'm here I'm here this Monday. I'm not here the ninth. Oh, okay. Out, so. All right. So Monday is the day I reemerge into society after my extended stay in my living room in my jammies while not wearing any underwear. Because eventually the hermit has to come out of the shell. Right. The sleeper must awaken. Remember your Frank Herbert. The sleeper must awaken. I really do look Brian Wilson-y except without the fat. I mean, I, I really, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. I go to Walmart and H-E-B dressed like this. You did a story yesterday about how in Texas most people just go to Walmart and H-E-B. If you could see me right now, I go to H-E-B and Walmart like I'm dressed right now. Right now I am wearing my Spider-Man jammy pants. Okay. I've got my rainbow croc, my tie-dyed crocs on. I'm not wearing any chonies. I have a Nelton John t-shirt. And, uh, well, there's the black nail polish. I started doing that again because I got bored. And, uh, you know, a jammy uh, uh, shirt, long sleeve shirt that doesn't match the Spider-Man bottoms. And, damn it, I go out in public like this. I really do. And when you forget your mask, you just pull your waistband up over your nose? (laughs) That's what I do. I like to protect people, okay? (laughs) I like to protect people, Mr. Man. (laughs) And if it means a slight Spider-Man wedgie for me, then that's what it takes. If I if it takes what the hell are we talking about? You so and anyway. your lack of underwear. That's what we we see. We always seem to end up in that area on Fridays. I don't know what your fixation is with the area I between your waist and your knees. Months. But it seems we, we we end up at this point every Friday. It seems. I'm just saying I haven't worn any for five months because the doctors well they needed to get down there. Right. So you know it just hasn't uh, it just became not a part of my life and so the, the, there's going to be some different. Some big changes for Mr. Shaw. Well, hold on, on a second here. Don't what? blame don't blame the doctors for the fact that you're too lazy to bend over and put on a pair of underwear. 
What do you mean? You're sitting there, well, I didn't wear any because uh, the doctors need to get down there. So Are you yeah. saying that I didn't wear underwear before my I'm, hospital I'm stay? I'm quite confident well, you did not. And also, to be clear, That's I don't true. think the problem was bending over because he's saying. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, holy God. Chris. Hello, Doc. The way, you, the, the way your mind works is God's own mystery. It really is. The things that pass through your mind that then make it out on the air are just, uh, whew. Um, <laughs> See, here's the thing. Since, since you guys all started working from home, I get to hear. Right. The, I get to hear the one, the, the conversations he has with himself every day, while the show is going on. Who, Chris? <laughs> yes. Oh man, that's an undiscovered country. <laughs> <laughs> it's a show unto itself most days. I bet. See, we ought to put that on the air. Somehow we have no, to put that. No, no. Let's get those digital stats up. Let's put Chris. What Chris says out loud. In, in, the, in the booth there when he's not on the air. Put that on the website. Yeah. <laughs> God. Second harvest. Um, if you were listening yesterday. Uh, ouch. So anyway. So you're back on At the Monday. end of the day, I'll be back on Monday. It won't mean anything to you people because it'll sound no different. You're coming Except at the end of the day cats. on Monday? No, I'm... No. No, I'll be here Monday at 7. You bringing Jar Jar with you? No. Okay. We don't want him on the air anymore. So you won't hear any cats in the background. You won't hear my wife and stepdaughter arguing. All that's going to go away on Monday. It'll be just, you know, me and Trey. And there you go. <laughs> Maybe uh, Jar Jar's so crazy because he's driven, uh, just overload a beefaroni scent. <laughs> Speaking of catnip, it's Willie Nelson's birthday. Hey! Happy 89th birthday. Okay. Let's take a break. We need a break. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man, we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Again, coming up uh, at 10.05, we'll talk about this disinformation governance board thingy. Uh, and Pete Buttigieg, who, I don't know if you're aware of this, this may be shocking to you, but apparently Pete Buttigieg is gay. And, of course, it has nothing to do with the story, but we'll, we'll talk about that uh, coming up, Pete. But what Pete Buttigieg said about masking up uh, at the uh, correspondence dinner. Talk about there, There's a small story. I mean, it's not a big, it's, this is not a story I'm sure that a whole lot of people give a crap about, but I, I think it's a really good indication of something. And so I just want to bring it up very quickly. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Piers Morgan. I mean, you know, I think he's kind of a goob. Um, I actually saw him in person uh when I was in L.A. a hundred years ago, and they were still doing America's Got Talent, and he was one of the judges. And uh, My memory of Piers Morgan is just looking very concerned every time David Hasselhoff stood up because they were fairly certain he was very close to falling over. He and that, you know, Ozzy Osbourne's wife, Sharon Osbourne. 
and nobody knew who the hell he was back then. Um, Piers Morgan came out, you know, actually, and and it came out kind of on the right side of free speech when he got uh, canned from his uh, British his British morning show uh, for saying he wouldn't. I guess they wanted him to pull back. Well, his on air was he his on air part. Somebody said someone was giving him hell about being critical of the Royals and. Megan and all that happy crap. He said he wouldn't do it, and so they canned his ass and started making statements about free speech. And this is the hill I'm willing to die on. This is the bloody hill I'm willing to bloody die on. Well, he died on a different kind of a hill this week, and I thought that was kind of cool because, like I said, for the most part, I think Piers Morgan is kind of a goob. But you know, when we started really doing the free speech trip, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. Well, good on you, man. So it gets this show on a Rupert Murdoch, Murdoch project, which it's it's, I don't know what the hell is it, it's even called here. And he has a show, and he's they've been cross promoting him, uh, on the on on uh, the five. He's been on the five a couple times, and uh, he's been appearing on some of the Fox shows. To generate interest for this show, which premiered, I believe, this past Monday. Uh, and and it was kind of promote promote as it, talk TV is this is this new channel or whatever the hell it is owned by the same guy who owns Fox News. Uh, more, uh, Piers Morgan uncensored, and it was meant to be you know here, okay Piers is going to take it to the people. He's going to be a person of the people. He's all going to be all about free speech. He's going to speak truth to power. Blah blah blah, and it, it's getting a lot of good press, and he's. You know, he's, uh, let's see, the first night uh, he had uh, almost 400,000 viewers, which for a show on a network that nobody really watches yet is not bad. It's pretty good. Uh, well, he he had, he had an interview. He did an interview with Donald Trump, uh, and he wrote about it, and I didn't realize that, but he, he put out a promo that made it look like Donald Trump got pissed off at something and stormed off, stormed out of the interview. And that was kind of the selling point of the promo, is see Donald Trump lose his S, you know, because uh, of all the things essentially Piers Morgan has said about Trump in the past, and the, the implication was that Trump got pissed off about some of this stuff, and they had an they had a on-camera argument, and Trump stormed off. That's the impression you were left with by Piers Morgan's own words and by this promo. Uh, and then uh, one of Trump's old guys came forward and said no, or one of his guys PR guy said that's not what happened and put out the audio of the actual interview, which was completely congenial, and they shook hands when it was all over, have a great day. So in other words, Piers Morgan was full of crap in his promo. 70% of his audience went away in 48 hours. He, he's done. It's, it's, he's never going to recover from that. The reason I say that uh, that that's a, a good indicator of something in regards to this disinformation governance board and crap like that, and a lot of the rather fascist stuff that we're experiencing from the left in this country right now, is that that's a, that's a lot of people who, you know what, got a whiff of bull crap and they were done. Okay, first off, it was a really stupid mistake on his part or his people's part, but people... The American people are sick and tired of bullcrap in a much more profound way, I think, than even before Trump was elected. 
because Trump was elected because of a profound distaste for bullcrap from politicians. And uh, for eight years, it heard what a crummy country this is from, from Obama, and how we're all stinking racist, and America sucks and needs to come down off its high horse. Meanwhile, Obama never did a damn thing for the economy. The economy sucked, especially was sucking pretty bad there. It, Obama's economy didn't start to pick up until uh, Trump started to show numbers on the primary trail, and you can look that crap up. But we had four years of Trump, and we had four years of, of, of observing and, and experiencing what it's like when an actually effective president is in the office, who is completely unconcerned with politics, whose primary focus is the business of the people. And that's who we got in Donald Trump. Whether you loved him or you hated him, he was an exceptional president who got things done most of which has now been swept away by by the first few the first few weeks of the Biden administration, and so I think you have now, especially with all of the bull crap you're hearing out of the media, all the ass kissing uh, from the on the part of the media as far as this administration, all of the lies, Afghanistan, the border is a huge one. We know the border is a we are losing our country. People are aware of this. They may not be aware of it in Northern Virginia or D.C. inside the Beltway, but they're sure as hell aware of it now here and they're sure as hell aware of it after chip roy last night or yesterday talking to mayorkas and i'm telling you it is my feeling and maybe i'm totally wrong again maybe i'm talking out out of my butt here but we're right back where we were uh, in the ramp up to the election of donald trump only more so americans run like any other bunch of folks on planet freaking earth they ain't germans ain't brits uh, okay, they're not Norwegian or Polish. They, 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 no, Americans are a different bunch of folks. And you can only go so far with Americans before they really start pushing back. I believe that. Because uh, I, I believe uh, uh, Piers Morgan didn't just lose a bunch of Republicans. I, I, I look at the numbers uh, for the Biden administration. They're in the crapper. Those aren't just Republicans. And if they think they're going to turn this country into a fascist state, I believe they got another thing coming. Because this ain't Germany in the 20s and 30s. This ain't Cuba. This ain't Venezuela. What do you think? 210-599-5555. We got to take a break. And, uh, again, I do want to talk, spend some time on I, I haven't spent nearly enough time on this thing out of DHS. But we'll hit that when we get back. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracies. (laughs) Sean Reimer, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. God. Oh, holy God. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Um, I'm Sean. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. The Department of Security's Disinformation Governance Board... will be uh, run uh, inside Homeland Security by one Nina Jankowitz. 
Jankowitz. Um, doesn't that sound like something Jeffrey Tubin would do and get caught? I'm so sorry. Jankowitz, that'll make you go blind. Anyway, she's I didn't realize how stinking young she is. She's thirty freaking three years of age. And um we, you know, we mentioned on Where and Rhyme, was it Where and Rhyme or the first hour of this show that I, you know, my, we were talking about crazy, we were talking about Amber Heard and crazy chicks we've been involved with. You know, Trey's had the benefit of never having been involved with an actual crazy chick. I have, uh, you know, and she was from California. Chris, you know who I'm talking about. And she and this Jankowitz chick look almost precise. They look like exactly the same person. And my ex was freaking nuts. And this Jankowitz uh, chick looks freaking nuts. And, uh, you know, she's, in other words, her job now, her unelected job, in, you know, will be to, I guess, monitor our speech, you know, and uh, if they determine. That what you're saying is disinformation. First off, it really is misinformation. It's not disinformation. The word is actually misinformation. That's why you're misinformed and not disinformed. Jerks. Morons. You rocks, you stones, you less than senseless things. Uh, But it's going to be to monitor speech, essentially. That's what I'm understanding, right? And uh, Jen Psaki claims she doesn't know anything about Nina Jankowitz. Uh, Jen Psaki claims she doesn't know anything about the Department of Homeland Security's Disinformation Governance Board. That was disinformation. And that was disinformation that was ill-begotten by Jen Psaki. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it ain't... How, how do you, first off, your thoughts... Uh, and this is very obviously in response to Elon. I mean, obviously, he calls it discomforting. But how do you feel about And the thing about Nina Jankowitz is that we know uh, by her own social media presence and whatever her former gig was as a disinformation officer for somebody. God, I hate that. It's not disinformation. It's mis... Anyway. Uh, the Hunter laptop thing was uh, a Russian plot. It was part of the Russian plot against, uh, you know, the Donald Trump. It was all fake. Uh, the uh, what else? What else? Did, uh, that she the, the steel dossier she absolutely believed was real. In other words, we have examples of Nina Jankowitz supporting herself disinformation. And now Nina Jankowitz, who's freaking nuts, I can tell by the look in her freaking eye, is uh, now going to be managing the Disinformation Governance Board, which Jen Psaki says she doesn't know anybody who's against it. Uh, And, you know, there there comes a bridge too far, baby. There, There comes a bridge too far every now and again. Uh, and I, I, I said this a few minutes ago, and you call me up and tell me what you think. I think if you're young, and she's young, 33 is young, and if you're uh, talking to people in their early 20s, uh, first off, Democrats have a really low opinion of, of free speech anyway. Young Democrats really have, they almost have a hatred of free speech, because well, they don't really freaking understand it. 
honestly. And so young people are going to love this because young people, especially young folks on, on college campuses, very obviously uh, don't want to hear anything contrary to their own opinions. And anything contrary to their own opinions must be hate speech. And now we're going to have an active wing of the federal government that will shut down and possibly prosecute anybody engaging in what they consider to be disinformation, disinformation, which, as we already know, according to Nina Jankowicz's own record, is not actual disinformation. It's either complete bullcrap or it's merely an opposing opinion in America. And uh, God bless you, Elon. I think Elon's fired up a whole bunch of folks. Elon was tweeting earlier today that, you know, this isn't about right or left. We need less hate in the world, more love. But the Democrats uh, and the folks on the left and our, our own government, they're seeding the soil for a lot of hatred and resentment. And it ain't about black people, and it ain't about gay people, and it ain't about trannies. It ain't about none of that. It's about our rights being taken away from us against the reality of the Constitution. And it's kind of also lifting the skirt on their own insecurity. Absolutely it is. The Elon Musk thing hiked that skirt up way high, man. They, I mean, need have, dis, they need a disinformation governance board now. Haven't we had a disinformation, misinformation problem for the past couple of years? Yeah. Absolutely we have. Yeah, Musk takes over, and now we need a board. Well, that's because they got to shut down guys like you and me. I mean, that's really what it is. They, they can't do anything about Musk. Ultimately, they can't do anything about Musk, and they know it. He's un- he, they, he's he's like uh, uh, like Kid Rock, right? And frankly, in my opinion, like me, he's uncancelable. Cancelable. There, I just made up a word for once. Uncancelable. You can't touch the guy. So who do they go after? You and me, man. <laughs> Ordinary citizens. And that's what they're about. They are losing control. On in the world of social media uh, that they've enjoyed for for so long, they're losing that that control over the narrative, and and, uh, and so now they need a a bunch of uh, jackboots inside the Department of Homeland Security to shut you down if you got an opposing opinion, and that's really what's at play here. And baby, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna man, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, I'm telling you, you have ill-begotten uncancelability. I have ill-begotten, disinformed, uncancel ability. <laughs> push too far. I'm serious. They're, they push too far. They push too far. They push. Even Obama knew this. Even Obama said, you know, maybe the uh, uh, the defund the police thing isn't such a great idea. Not that he didn't agree with it, but he knew politically it was a millstone around their necks. Politically, he knew. Obama was savvy enough politically that he and he is very savvy politically. He he knew that the whole defund the police thing was was way too extreme for most people, even Demo, even moderate Democrats. They didn't listen to him, of course. Uh, and this disinformation governance board thing it's it's a bridge too far. I'm I'm telling you, they're going too far. People are already pissed off, and they're pissed off on just about every level, and I'm one of them. And I'm trying to walk with Jesus. 
but I get a little pissed off here and there when I think about the border. Chip Roy was right about everything he said yesterday as far as people's lives being devastated, people losing their lives, people being trafficked, little kids being branded. People are pissed off about the border. They're pissed off about the economy. And they're pissed off, uh, as they were in a sense in uh, 2016, at being told routinely that they're racist, that it's their fault, that America sucks. And now you're, you're the Department of Homeland Security, which is supposed to secure the homeland, right? This is in the wake of 9-11, right? This is about uh, protecting you and me against outside threats. And what has it become? It, it sort of was this when it started, but what has it become obviously now? No, the, the Department of Homeland Security has been weaponized against you and me. Our biggest domestic threat is our own freaking government right now. And, baby, you know how Americans respond to that? Keep your powder dry. This country exists because of a reaction to this kind of government. Yeah? So, you know, uh, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Good luck, Miss Jankowitz. God, Chris, she does. She looks just like her. Oh, God, and that chick was nuts. Nina Jankowitz obviously has some Amber Heard uh, genetics, genetics going. That's, she's a scary-looking white chick. Nina Jankowitz looks like the kind of chick that would, you know, let the air out of your tires once you start seeing somebody new. I'm just, you know, ooh, and she's running this. She's that girl what? that in school, you know, you'd hear from your friends, oh, so-and-so likes you. And you're like, oh, really, who? And you, they point, oh, her? Yeah. Oh, no, oh, really, her? And she's just gotten that all throughout her life, and she has a look in her face like, I'm going to show you. I'll show you, Mr. Man. Mr. Man. This is called hobbling your free speech. She is. She's a scary-looking white chick. And if that offends you, I don't care. But she's nuts. And she's now going to be uh, watching over your free speech. She's going to be watching your speech, watching what you say, watching what you post. Yeesh. Weird days. Strange days in America. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Hey there, it's Lars Larson. Glad to celebrate 100 years of service on News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And this is Sean Reimer talking like Lars Larson. I'm sorry. 210-599-5555. You want to talk about the uh, Department of Homeland uh, Security's Disinformation Governance Board and how you feel about them, ah, polls. Also, we got a coon problem in Austin, apparently. A raccoon problem. I didn't know. I heard Don Morgan reporting on this, and, uh, you know, that there are there are a bunch of raccoons showing up in Austin for some strange reason. Gee, it, it couldn't have anything to do with, you know, all the hobo food lying around. And, uh, you know, because raccoons, they like hobo food. They like food. They like human food. So we got a lot of hobos lying around Austin, leaving their crap all over the place. Well, the raccoons are a coming, and apparently, uh, if I heard this correctly, because Don Morgan reporting this is the first time I heard it. You know, there's all these raccoons that are showing up in Austin, and these idiot 
hippies in Austin are like trying to take selfies with them and snuggle with them. And oddly, they're getting bitten. Um, well, I, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know how I feel about raccoons. I am a absolute raccoon bigot. I hate raccoons. Uh, I was once chased by a raccoon when I was five years of age, and they don't stop chasing. You got to find your ass. You got to get your ass inside when you're five and being chased by a freaking raccoon, or they'll tear you to pieces. I, I I've had bad experiences with, with raccoons in Colorado. I talked about this just the other day. You want to talk about disinformation? The some you know here's some great disinformation. That raccoons are snuggly and cute. They're not snug. They're badgers, man. They're badgers with stripes. They will freaking rip you to pieces, man. They will tear your face off, okay? And the thing about raccoons is they're freaking smart, okay? They're smart and they're dangerous and they'll kill you, okay? And by the way, and just to mess with their heads, they're attracted to the scent of patchouli. Don't take a selfie with a freaking raccoon. He'll chew your ear off, man. And you know, if I don't, I don't know if Don Morgan's there, if he's if he's out, but that, I bet you that's why the raccoons are showing up in, in Austin all of a sudden. You think I'm you think I'm joking? What do raccoons love? Garbage. They they <laughs> right. They love garbage. Raccoons love freaking human garbage. They do. Because they find all kinds of stuff in human garbage that they can eat and pick up with their creepy little hands. And so what what apparently does Austin have a lot of right now? Human hobo garbage. Okay, there's garbage. Austin sucks, man. Look, you know what? If I had some property, I'd offer Elon some free property here in San Antonio to move all of his operations down here, man. Get the, get the hell. I mean, I'm glad that we have Elon here in Texas. And don't worry, I a- absolutely believe he's going to move Twitter to, to San Antonio to, or to Austin. And so, you know, he, he loves Texas, man. But if we could just get Elon to come down to San Antonio and ditch Austin, that'd be even better. Because Austin sucks right now, man. Hobo crap everywhere. Hobo garbage, and it's brought the it's it's brought the foragers, man. It's brought a legion, apparently, of freaking raccoons. And raccoons will kill you. And and the problem with all these Generation Z idiots in Austin, and I'm not joking, all these idiot Generation Zers in Austin, you know what? They all grew up watching freaking public television children crap. You ever watch? You know what? PBS is what gave us Caillou, okay? And all these kids in Austin, all these punks in Austin, they grew up watching this crap, this woke crap on PBS where the little talking freaking raccoon is gay or transgendered. Or You think I'm kidding. Hi, I'm Randy Raccoon, and I'm against hate against all peoples and animals and, and, and marsupials. So, you know, they, they, these, these punks grew up watching Caillou and Little Talking Raccoon shows, okay? Oh, do I have calls? And, uh, and so they think that uh, raccoons are just cute and cuddly, and they're not. They'll, they'll rip your face off. 
Uh, I didn't. I can't. My computer's not reloading here, Chris. So I, I don't. Do we have calls? Uh, this damn thing is frozen. Okay, let's go to uh, let's go to Ted. It's my computer, my personal computer that sucks. This is another reason why I'm coming back to the studio. Hey, man, Ted, how you doing? How you doing, John? Hey, hey. all this talk of uh, cuddly, furry, sweet little animals—it just got me to thinking, man. You put you put uh, this uh, what's her name, the the chief of Jankowitz, Nina, Nina Jankowitz. You, you put Jankowitz, Adam Schiff, and Alex Mayorkas together and i guarantee you they have a lifetime ban from pet smart because of the missing mammals you know and the thing and the other thing is really what i call about is if you look up just go to wikipedia anybody if you have any doubts about how orwellian this whole thing is this oh, is yeah. the first pillar this is the first ministry of the four ministries described in george orwell's 1984 oh yeah by yeah. by definition, thought police. So, yeah, yeah, it, absolutely. I'm just throwing that out there. No, I agree. I appreciate the call, man. Um, uh, we got Richard. Richard, how you doing? Hey, Sean. Happy Happy Friday. Just a couple of quick things. Uh, number one, uh, Jen Sucky's list. Put my name at the top of the list. Think this is bull. Number two. Uh, all of the guys at Twitter that write all these algorithms and stuff to censor all of us and to kick us around, right. uh, they're going to be unemployed pretty soon. So they're going to need a job so they can go right to work at Homeland Security. Never miss a beat. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. And, hey, man, uh, I appreciate Oh, sure, go ahead very quickly. Oh, that's all right. Uh, we'll take a little break. We'll come back. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. <laughs> I apologize if you were trying to get through a few minutes ago and respond to what I had said in the opening statements about free speech and stuff like that. Uh, I, I mean, I am. This is the last day I'm working at home with my high tech broadcast facility in my living room, specifically in my recliner, because uh, for low these many weeks I've been using my personal laptop. Uh, for uh, much of our on-air activity, including seeing, you know, who's on hold to talk to, and, and uh, my computer is. It's great for farting out books of poetry, but everything else it pretty much sucks at. It's a piece of crap, so I'll be back in studio on Monday, and this will no longer be an ish. Uh, 210-599-5555. And... Uh, uh, I, I, I want to talk just briefly. Well, a couple of Hollywoody things. I don't even know if I'm saying a guy's name right. Jason Sudeikis, is that how it is? Who, the only thing I ever know, I know him from is We Are the Millers with Jennifer Aniston. He's like, I guess, a former Saturday Night Live guy. But I never watched Saturday Night Live and haven't for decades, so that is meaningless to me. But his wife, or his ex-wife now, uh, is Olivia Wilde, who played 13 on my favorite TV show of all time, House MD. And I guess they had a nasty divorce. They, they've been together for a, quite a while, and they, they have some kids together. And she was at a comic, not a Comic-Con, but something of that nature. And she's in front of a huge audio, an audience. And... 
she gets some guy comes up to her while she's talking to this room full of people and it's one of these guys that serves legal papers and it was child custody stuff from Sadakis or Sadakis a process server a process server a lazy one too well and he's is it, am I saying his name correctly Sadakis Jason Sadakis yeah something like that <laughs> He's saying he had no idea that she was going to be served in this way, and I'm not buying it. I don't believe that for a second. That's it's pretty hardcore delivering somebody's any kind of papers like that, you know, knowing that she's standing there talking to a bunch of folks in an audience situation. Well, for the server, as far as he's concerned, I mean, he was kind of the the situation or the ability was kind of just placed in his lap. So right, right. it was an easy day. For what do you him. mean? Well, because they have to, you have to get them to identify themselves. And if she's sitting on a stage saying, this is who she is, then you can just walk up. Oh, I got you. But do you, I mean, do either one of you think that he, that Sudeikis didn't know anything about it? I could buy it if, like I said, if the processor was lazy himself. Or if he was just looking for an easy gig. Yeah, you know what, I, I I tend to believe him. You do? Yes. It sounds kind of bitter to me, like a bitter. The process server has, has one job. And that's to get right. that paperwork into her hands at right. any means possible. So instead of going and trying to find her and knocking on doors, he waited for her to show up, introduced herself, walked up, introduced himself, and handed her the paperwork. Well, and he's well, and there is a well. You're right, and there is a because I heard I first heard of it on Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins. I hadn't even heard this story, and there is a point to your argument in that. She is a celebrity, and celebrities don't tend to be people who are easy to get access to. Mm-hmm. And she's not even an A-lister, but still, you know, you got to find out where she lives. you got to find out how to get there, you know, right. when she's there. You know, they, they very often are traveling. Yeah. So maybe there is some merit to that, that you know she's there. She's be there. Yeah. Right. But it, but it also just had sort of a bitter feat, like, I'll show you. <laughs> you know, because divorce is rarely nice. You know what I mean? It's rarely, and you and I both know it's rarely like you know. Well, yeah, but, you know, I, I heard about thing. this happening the day before. Was it was the day before yesterday or whenever yeah. when it first broke. And a little peek behind the curtains. Um, when my when I was served with divorce papers, I was on the air in a spot break. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah, I was on the air. Oh man! <laughs> and the wow! Sh- and the sheriff's deputy comes walking in. <laughs> wow! I thought he was really. There. I thought he was there for an interview. <laughs> That's f- you. Really thought he was there for an interview. Yes. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Hey, was... who set you up with this? Uh, was it the producer? Yeah. Okay, come on in, uh, man. Yeah. Well, you know, he, I, he I didn't showed have up. any issues like that. You know, he shows up. Right. His big sheriff's deputy shows up, and, and the you know the girl at the at the front desk of the radio station I was working at the time, um, just the same thing. Oh, he's here for an interview because I always had people on the air with me. Sure. And <laughs> he goes wow. Asked me if I'm if I'm the guy. Yeah. And then he hands me the papers and says, "Good luck." Turned around and walked out. Oh my God! <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't have any of that crap because we were just so all both into the divorce. <laughs> we went together to have the papers yeah. notarized. You know I, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, happy no, day. That, hey. Wasn't the, that wasn't the case yeah. with me. I, I knew oh. it was going. I knew it was coming. I just didn't expect it then. Right. And what 100% like, of 
my divorces have been rather cantankerous, but it was after <laughs> the whole process and procedure that I have. Because right. The, well, I, I wasn't served, so I don't right. know. So I, I guess the whole process was rather amicable, but it was afterwards that everything got rather uh, that, That's all right. the case, though. But you hear that. Well, that's what it was with me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, you know, lawyers will often tell you when you go back, when the, when problems come up afterwards, you know, they always say, well, you had one of those quick and easy divorces, and now the fun starts. Mm. You know, it always happens. Precisely. Right. That's what I did wrong. And yeah. that lawyer, schmoyer, we're fine. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of wish I would just write been, it up and I'll sign it, you know. I kind of wish I would have been able to see a deputy come in my way and I would say, oh, yeah, that's me, that's me, over here, over here. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, my stupid ass thought he was there for an interview. I'm like, I don't remember scheduling wow. this. Come on in. You done? Right. Yeah. Here's me the papers. Good luck. <laughs> Turned around yeah. and walked out. Good, and he actually said those words. <laughs> yeah, good, said, luck. good luck. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Thanks, Kojak. Well, I, I th- appreciate it. I think he'd been there before. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, he probably knew what was going to happen. So. Yeah. Well, you know the uh, the public service uh, portion of this entire segment is always get a freaking lawyer. Okay? There you so go. Make sure you get a lawyer. Always get a lawyer. Well, you know, because that was my first phone call. Always get a freaking lawyer. What's that? That was my first phone call when I got off the air. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. Because, you know, uh, among the several guests we had was a prominent lawyer in town. (laughs) Right. I called him. I'm like, hey, what do I do now? (laughs) He's like, get down here as fast as you can. That's what you do. (laughs) Wow. It's even kind of funny you say that because, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you, but not from my... uh, just personal experience as far as my family, my brother and my cousin both were their own lawyers, and they both came out way better than most other men that I know of. Yeah, sometimes well, that's the case. Well, it could be, but I wasn't that case, okay? Mm-hmm. I needed a freaking lawyer. Someone like Sean, I was just, yes, I was just kind of Mr. Easy going, like, yeah, you whatever you want, just I'll sign whatever, you know, and, and, uh, and then it was later afterwards I started actually reading the papers, I was like, what she, she did? What she gets? What? What the hell? She does what? You know, I mean that that's you know, and uh, so that was me. But oh. it, hey, it's it's the divorce guys club here. Radio <laughs> Splitsville. You know, Splitsville. <laughs> Splitsville. Welcome to another episode of Splitsville. You know, but I was that it was so funny because my wife and I were at H E B last night, and which is where we are most nights. And uh, I, there was a dude ahead of us, you know, a uh, middle-aged guy, and uh, and she just happened to say to me, leaned over and said, he's single. I know he's single. And I'm like, well, how do you know he's single? And she goes, because he's flirting with the cashier. The, the, the smile said, on his face. Yeah, but I said, not only is he single, he's recently divorced. And she goes, how do you know he's recently divorced? I said, in his shopping cart, he has a big bag of chicken nuggets, uh, a 12-pack of, of beer, and a couple of $30 DVDs. He's $30 DVDs. Yeah. He went cheap, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. He's buying DVDs at the H-E-B divorce guy recently. Right. See, you know, I mean, honestly, you can tell, because that's the kind of crap I used to buy when I was recently divorced. Chicken nuggets and beer, man. <laughs> and thirty dollar DVDs. Thirty dollar DVDs. And then you know, oh look, here's a here's a here's the Avengers for only thirty nine ninety nine at HEP. I'll jump on that. <laughs> well, no, it's more depressing. Yeah, I need something to watch tonight. <laughs> anyway, 
Two would no, you know I, what I mean? I and like bathroom blurred, products yeah. you'll never use, yeah. but you just never had the opportunity to buy your own bathroom products, so you just buy the most ridiculous crap when you're recently divorced, just because you can. You know what I mean? Anyway, what's that? I didn't. I don't think I invested in DVDs of any. Nature. Oh, I go and I. You uh, know, I just you know. Sure. I, I never really a TV watcher anyway. So. Besides, I, I had you know, all kinds of free time on my hands all of a sudden. So hey. <laughs> Let's crank this I up just, to 11 and see what happens. <laughs> no, I would I would just buy crap because I could buy crap. So if there was, like, you know, a a, a copy of Gandhi on DVD that was twenty nine ninety nine at the HEB, I'd buy it just because I could. You know what I mean? Right. You know, or I'd walk out of there with a box fan, you know, for some bizarre reason. <laughs> That's a divorce guy. Box fan, six-pack of Lone Star, you, you and look, some chicken nuggets. You look like Steve Martin at the end of that movie, The Jerk, where he's walking right, out you know, with a bathroom. But that's me walking out of H-E-B on a Thursday, See, as, as a radio six guy, after my divorce. As a radio guy, you need as many fans as you can get. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, well, I'll see how you are. To plug them in or not. To, to what's your... It's obviously Friday. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I don't need one more thing. I need that. <laughs> I need this. I don't even know what hair gel is, but I can buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you recently divorced. I can do. You mean I can do anything I want and buy whatever I want? Yeah, I can tell. I can see. I can tell. Divorce guys are recently divorced guys at the HEB. Anybody can. <laughs> no vegetables. <laughs> like, They're not buying any vegetables. It's like Captain you know I mean? Captain Crunch and processed chicken. It's all Captain you know. Crunch, some nuggets, a six pack of Lone Star. All stuff for sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> stuff for stuff for sandwiches. I'm sorry. That's true. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's take a little breaky wakey wakey. Get it? Divorce break, divorce break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, let's gotta take some. Hey, why don't we take some phone calls? That sounds like uh, something spiffy to do. Let's go to Bob on, I think, line two. Bob, how you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, between your underwear and the divorce, uh, I tell you what, I'm glad I wasn't driving because I'll be r- going off the road. <laughs> it was oh, you found it. Enter- you found it entertaining, did you? Excellent. Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. My topic is: it looks like we're going back to uh, pre World War II with Germany, with the Minister of Propaganda, where Hitler yeah. uh, took control of uh, speech, basically, and what what's going on right now. I agree. But I still maintain that we are Americans. And, that's true. That's true. We are. But, um, you, but, you think but, the Germans in the – the reason Hitler was able to do what, what he did is because they had suffered a horrible defeat in World War One, And he made use of that. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I think that the Americans in the year 2022, seeing this fascist creep, and, I, you know, I mean – in the gen- truest sense of the word, this stuff that's creeping up on us very, very quickly. I think a lot of Americans are waking up to it, and they're not going to have it. Well, I'm I hope gonna, so. I know, I'm not going to say what I think. I mean, I, I think that means, but I think they're not going to have it. And uh, you know, I, I, it, it's it is it is very it, it's it's strange to me, just how obsessively 
and quickly they're moving on this stuff because of their fears concerning November yeah. and the midterms. That's a little surprising. But, you know, they're Democrats, so. <laughs> See you, Sean, and have a good weekend. All right, you too, brother, you too. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they, 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 they got a, And I've been saying this for a while. they got this one window of opportunity to accomplish a lot of the stuff they want to accomplish, and it's just not going well for them. And a lot of it is because they just went way too far out on the extreme. And Elon even uh, posted a little cartoon uh, concerning that, and it was like two stick figures, one representing the left, one representing the right, and I think there was one in the middle representing, I don't know if it's independence or, or you know, issue-based people like me. And uh, uh, there's like three stages of this where you see the left just keep going further and further and further out from the other stick figures on the left. And, you know, I mean, seriously, a disinformation governance board. Uh, you can't have it all, kids. And, and I, by that I mean you can't accomplish a completely open border and all the awful stuff that happens and horrific stuff that happens as a result of that crashing the economy uh which i also believe is intentional uh partially to erase or uh, in an attempt to erase all memories of donald trump and what he did and partially because they need people economically strapped because again you could accomplish things at moments like that that you couldn't accomplish at any other time it's really all a big control move uh, uh, continued uh, attempt attempts at, at, at keeping the, the COVID alive and well in people's minds, keeping behind the masks. You can't go for all that stuff at one time, not to mention the, the abject failure in Afghanistan and the bullcrap we're hearing on a daily basis about Ukraine. You can't have all of that and not expect most Americans to start reacting. They just need to make the Department of Gaslighting. Right. Just be honest about it. I'd, I'd actually have a molecule of respect if that if they called it the uh, the uh, the uh, gaslighting governance board. You know, at least they're being somewhat honest about it. But if you think you're going to start arresting people in America for what they say and post and think, and there's not going to be a reaction, you might be able to do that to a 22 or 23 year old, but you ain't going to be able to do that to a 54 year old. I'll tell you right now. And there's a lot of people that that are out there that are watching this stuff, and and they're they're you know something I'm not going to say on the radio, <laughs> you know. I, I and you know it, you know what I'm talking about. So uh, you know, I think uh, I think you gotta you really got to take November seriously. Uh, one thing that Trey and I have started doing is, you know, is kind of repeating the message that don't take November for granted. Don't take any kind of red wave for granted. We really got to get out there and vote. We have to outvote their cheat is what we're really going to have to do because they are going to attempt to cheat. You know it. Because really, November's for the whole enchilada, man. They, they either make it or they don't. But that having been said, between now and November, you know, uh, I, I'm sure there's all kinds of shenanigans that are coming down the highway, not just the disinformation governance board of the Department of Homeland Security, which is the creepiest damn thing I've heard in a long time. And you want to see some people who are going to suddenly be very, very, quote-unquote, politically active, arrest one person for an opinion. 
one thing when people are ridiculed or mocked on social media for their opinions. It's one thing when Joy Reid calls you a freaking racist. But when the actual government of the actual United States of America starts busting people, no. That ain't going to fly. And I tell you what, it sure as hell ain't going to fly in Texas. And, and I hope Elon moves uh, Twitter to Texas. Let's just all stay in Texas. I, I honestly think, unless you're, you're in Austin, I honestly think that being in Texas at this particular moment in American history is probably the best of all freaking possible places to be. Even more so than Florida, man. And I love Ron DeSantis. But I am glad my happy ass is in Texas while this stuff is going on. And no, I'm not going to explain that any further. Um, we will be uh, getting out of here again. I'm going to be in studio. And it's not going to matter much to you guys because you won't be able to hear any difference But for the most part. Uh, but I'll be back in studio on Monday. And I'm really looking forward to it. Some folks like Don Morgan you know, and Trey and Elaine, I have not seen since mid-December. Most of my coworkers and colleagues and friends at KTSA and Alpha, I have not physically seen since, uh, since mid-December. So it's going to be a nice homecoming. Uh, on uh, on on Monday, and I will I will take a shower Sunday Sunday night or Monday morning. All right, uh, thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey. Where love you, Trey. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you on Monday on News Talk Five Fifty KTSA. Bye. Mm-hmm.